Guys, let me tell you about the ammo we've been shooting this year. It's called Migram Ammunitions, and let me tell you, I've never shot a more consistent load in my life. It is constantly smacking honkers and ducks out of the sky. Dude, my God. You know what I love, honestly, the most about ammunition is when it works. And, <laughs> dude, that's always been my biggest gripe, right? Like, yep. it's just, dude, just shoot out of the gun. Just shoot the shell. I've not had a single dud this year. Me neither. It's, I love that aspect of it. I just want to be able to trust my ammunition. So, hey, if you want to learn more about stacked load ammunition that me and Joey have been shooting all year, go to migraammunitions.com. One, let me, one, let me tell you. Yeah. That 2-4 load for the 20 gauge. Yep. Smoking honkers, dude. Hey, it's hard. I don't even want to shoot my 12 gauge. No, there's a, we have a reel on our Instagram of Joey shooting 2-4 stack 20 gauge migra. So go, go check, check it, it out, out, guys. Go check it out. Welcome to the Midwest Flyways podcast. Live in studio, we have Joey Vasallo, Cal Ness, live. live in studio. Live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Why? Why does that happen every time? Uh, welcome to the Midwest Flyways podcast, guys. We have a super cool show for you guys today. Joey and I have been brainstorming, let's just say. We've got storming. Today we've got a, a different style of podcast. We're gonna do it a little bit more official, a little bit more legit. Uh gotta make this gotta make this something that you know we can carry over week to week, especially if it's just gonna be me and Joey or me and Joey and a guest. We're looking for raw talent, fresh talent. If you know anybody raw. <laughs> raw talent. We do it raw here at Ram Ranch, so yeah. Um, so, t- so today on the podcast, we've got a couple cool topics. Uh, Joey is going to talk about some of the things that he's going to be doing and that you can be doing in the off season. Uh, we will go through a topic, um, about a couple of interesting news stories that I found that I think are kind of funny and kind of interesting. Um, we'll do our worst and then, uh, we'll have a spotlight segment where we'll talk about a couple things that are going on in the industry that we're both pumped about. Um, and then we have a really cool new segment, too, that we're going to do uh, that you guys have never heard before. We're going to test it out tonight, and we have a great person to test it out with, so we're pretty pumped about that. So let's just like get right into it. Joey, how are you? How Dude, are you doing? hit our intro music real quick. Really? Yeah, I want to hear that shit. Shit always gets me so fired up. God, that shit is so fire, dude. I love that. Yeah. I fucking love it. Oh, it goes hard. It really does. No, I don't know if you saw um, my post on Instagram the other day, Cal, but the caption was, what a year, my God. And uh, just went through some of my favorite pictures from the year. And uh, Right, ouch. Well, I... <laughs> I mean, a lot, I of, us only a lot of us are saying "ouch." I just wanted you to know there's um there's, there's a Twitter conspiracy going on right now. Actually, uh, your name is trending. A lot of people are pretty hurt that they didn't make the uh, the cut in the mm. "what a year" post. What's the hashtag? Uh, hashtag Joey's hurting me. Really? Yeah, it's fucked up. Did you or my wife start that? Uh, no, it was it was. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm part of the I'm part of the movement actually, and so. <laughs> I'm I'm not really at liberty to discuss where it started or whatever, but there are quite a few people on board. Right. So anyway, now that you want to uh, rub that in for all of us, go ahead. <laughs> talk about it really quick. You know, so um, I was just going through my picks, and I really didn't post on Instagram like for shit this year. I've mainly just been posting for Midwest, and even then it's been 
lacking. And um, I went through some of the pictures that I took this year, and it was just an incredible year, dude. Between getting married, having a kid, some really fun shoots, and traveling to some new places, and uh, hunting with old friends as as well. And the first picture is uh, that water tower pick from North Dakota on that migrator hunt with Joe and Matt Robertson and all those other guys. And my God, dude, every time I look at that picture, I'm like, that'll never happen again. Yeah, no, it's mind blowing. And I think the other thing is like, it's a lot of geese, obviously. A lot of geese. I think you'll probably have a time in your life where you shoot that many geese again. I think it's pretty possible. Mm. I mean, for how much you hunt and how much you're going to hunt for the rest of your life. Either way, point is, I think what made that picture so great is the way that it got staged. Mm-hmm. truthfully i mean like a pile Thank of you. geese because the other thing is i saw the picture when it was just a bunch of geese on the ground and like Terrible. it's 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 cool because it's it's a huge line like the line goes on forever mm-hmm. but it's not it just didn't have the same effect so the one where yeah no yeah credit to you Thank i you. am i am complimenting you um <laughs> wow the the geese going up that water tower and then stacked i mean my mind was blown when i like looked at the picture and, like, the geese on the fucking stairs is crazy. Right. The geese that are in a fucking pile at the top on top of the water tower, too, <laughs> was like, holy shit. Because you don't look at that. You guys are so much in the foreground. When you actually zoom in and look at how many geese are stacked on top of There's the water tower, it's fucking crazy. It's a lot, dude. Because we're like, we should stack it on the stairs. It'd be cool. We start stacking them on the stairs, and you can hear them creaking. And it's like, oh, my God. And then as we're like halfway up the steps, I look at the pile on the ground. I'm like, it's a we, lot have more too, geese. we have too many. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to do with the rest of them? You can't even get all the geese on the stairwell in the picture. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, that's a great photo. You'll never forget that hunt no. or that, that photo. Well, the, the, seriously, dude, the, the two craziest things about that hunt. There wasn't a single goose in that field the day before. It was harvested two days prior. Not a single goose in it. And also, there were only six of us. Right. That's insane. Like, I've seen shoots like that where they hit over 100, you know, but there's like 14. 12 guys or something. 14, 15 people. Right. But, I mean, I went through two boxes of shells, and we were not missing. You know what I mean? Right, right. It was was just a good hunt with people that really knew what they were doing. It was fun. Yeah. And then the second picture. (laughs) Yeah, I love that photo. Is uh, Alex Yurgis holding way too much booze in his hands uh, from the game fair party this this summer right god that was fun dude. they had to get those two what are those things <laughs> um what are those they called? got they got ranch waters and then they also got natty light uh, yeah that's what it was pops. yeah natty light freezy pops <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fucking crazy but just look at his face like yeah okay. yeah i am having natty light freezy pops <laughs> yeah that's and a then great the one. third one is a picture one of our wedding pictures of course and then uh i went to north dakota for Roya's cousin's wedding. Sure. And it was in Fargo. And so I met up with uh, Carter, Colin, and Dustin from Smack em Outdoors. And uh, they took us on a pigeon hunt. So we woke up at like 5 a.m. Who's we? Shit. My sister-in-law, Shireen, and then my wife and I. Yeah. We went and shot, I don't know, like 20, 30 pigeons. It was sure. so much fun. So That's I got cool. a picture of Shireen and I. That was like one of her first times shooting a gun. So she was just like amped about it. But we were very hungover. Holding it like a pet dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fourth picture is me at my office holding my boss's ass as he's trying to fix my computer because yeah. I'm a dinosaur. Cool, cool. And then a picture of me and my baby. 
And then while my baby was at home being super colicky, Rob came and visited my dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, Dad, when was the last time you shot a pigeon? He's like, fuck, 30 years ago. I was like, well, let's go do it. So then we doubled up on a pigeon. So it's a picture of my dad and I outside of the freshly. What's his shirt, by the way? Because oh, I his- love it because it says WTF. <laughs> it says WTF. But what does that stand for? It says what a ming, this guy. Where's the fish? Where's the fish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and and awesome. I uh, turn up the, the, no, no, the other one. Yep. Um, there's a video from when we were in North Dakota with 24-7. And uh, Stephen Ridley's getting his hair cut by Easy. And uh, they're trying to convince me to get a fade, which I did get the fade. Yeah. But he starts out the video by saying, oh, don't send your, your wife a picture of me. That'll get you in trouble. <laughs> Holy Just shit. Dying here. Let me. Dude. But wait, wait for it. That's going to be good, huh? I think so. I ain't getting no fade. Get a fade. Nah. Get a fade. Get a fade. Dude, that guy's a gem. Oh, dude, I love Kid Red. But, um, and then the next one is us, uh, with you some and, spotted cow. Man. White man and I, after we almost died, sea duck hunting. Um, classic Rob spotted, face. Yep, classic Rob face. Yep. Drinking some spotted cow after we were done. And then a picture of Keaton Rowe randomly in a, in a fucking tree yeah. filming a duck hunt. Yeah, that guy's the best. <laughs> yeah, I love... The, the thing I love most about hunting with Joel and Keaton is uh, they're just unbelievable media talents. And the reason is because... They're like, where the fuck are those guys? All the time. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone, man. Like, you don't know, but they are filming you or taking pictures. You just have no idea. Right. They're gone. But, yeah, that's cool. Um, that's so it was very just, nostalgic. It was it was year. fun to look through all these pictures. There was way too many. I would have posted, like, 50. And you might have been in one at that point. Yeah, I would have. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, and you know the other. Well, you thing, never sent me any of the photos from uh, Louisiana or from uh, Arkansas. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No. Um. We we obviously hunted a lot more than just those two times. Uh, right. No. No big deal. It it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. I get to hunt with you all the time. <laughs> um. You know some other people though. Just saying, a little hurt by it. There are a lot of um, honorable mentions in there. Uh, hashtag Joey hurts me. If if anyone out there like you can join the movement, <laughs> it's on. Yeah, it's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. <laughs> hashtag a photo. Uh, you could actually um, one movement that is kind of going around or could start here pretty quick. People posting photos with you, you know, and being like made my top, and then hashtag Joey hurts me. That one's one that's getting going oh, um, really? right now as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. I can't believe you haven't followed the hashtag yet. You will soon. Uh, yeah, no, I was very nostalgic at the end of our year as well. Um, I posted that picture that Joey took of me in the timber. And looking you through the look, photos, you looked like a civil war. Yeah, it's a great picture, though. Like, it, it, is, it is really cool. Um, I do look like a civil war soldier. Uh, oh my god! Dude. But that's fucking that's fucking awesome. Died laughing when Antonio yeah. did that. Annie, hey Arthur vibes. My wife, oh. always roasting. Um, no, it it's a sweet picture though. It I do look like a Civil War soldier. I thought the black and white photos were really cool. We did that Instagram reel. It didn't do well, <laughs> 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 but like it was cool. Like it was cool if <sighs> you know. 
It's just <laughs> apparently not that cool to very many people, I guess. Oh, uh, my God, dude. How's the photo doing that we posted today? Probably just awful. Um, It is 8.13. Should we... I should wrap up my segment here, and then we'll call. Okay. Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I would say... Yeah, I look back... Like, I look back on the year in my head. There's a timer. And I look back in the year in my head, and... It was it was an awesome year, and I think like this year I felt pretty close to God, like being out you know hunting or whatever. So that was definitely something that I was really looking back on, that I thought was pretty sweet. Got to spend a lot of time with people that I care about, so that was good. Nice. But, the Midwest Flyways podcast is brought to you by Soundgear. Guys, let me tell you about Soundgear. It is a hearing protection company, and it is the bee's knees. Honestly, you spend fourteen hundred bucks on the Phantoms to save your hearing forever. I can't tell you how revolutionary it is to have good hearing protection that actually fits to the mold of your ear, enhances other noises, and then also protects your hearing. Dude, Bluetooth enabled on top of that, so it connects to your phone. And the other thing I love most about it is because they're rechargeable now, you know that the black case, the black case that you get with it, it's a device that charges them even when it's not plugged in. So, like, you plug it in, and it charges the case and your sound gear, just like AirPods. Mm -hmm. So then when you go somewhere on a trip or whatever, you're out in the field, and you've hunted for eight hours, and you need to charge up, just put them in the case. That's seriously, like, life-changing for me, not having to swap the batteries. And my most asked question about sound gear, too, is how does it sound like when you're calling? And my answer every single time is if you're an experienced caller, you already know what your calling sounds like. The first time you go out and call, it's going to sound a little weird to you. But after that, your muscle memory kicks in. You don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, well, and you kind of learn. Like, you can easily just, like, take one out and hear how you sound and be like, okay. So, like, I know what it sounds like in this year. Like, that sounds fine then. You Just like you said, you just get adjusted to it. Right. No, it didn't you know? sound, if anything, it just sounded a little bit muffled. But even then, the only reason why it sounds muffled is because it's a higher decibel. So the sound gears are actually saving yeah. your ear. Yeah. <laughs> like your ear. Exactly. All right. So go to soundgear.com today to get a pair of custom fit phantoms. All right. So let's call Ethan. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> what up, bro? Ethan, how you doing, man? Cow? Yeah, dude. This is Cal and Joey. You've got us both. You're on the Midwest Flowers podcast right now. And um <laughs> We, we're going to ask you a couple questions. How uh, much is a good burger? Yeah. First off, yeah, how much? Uh, You've not pre-thought this. I don't, sell, I don't sell good burgers. Although I'd like to try one someday. I don't know if that store actually exists, but we should find out. It's got to exist. Hi, this is Keenan. This is Cal. Welcome to the good burger. Home of the good burger. <laughs> Someone <laughs> somewhere for sure has that company. Ethan, let me intro this really That's- quick. Can I intro it? All right. All right. Hey, yeah, guys, this is our new segment on the podcast, and it's presented by Midwest Flowers Merchandise. So go get some. We still have some left. MWF merch. Go to Slash Shop. Get you some today. Uh, this is a new segment that we're going to call a guide each week, and we're going to ask them two questions. One's going to be life guidance related, and one's going to be hunting <laughs> guidance related. And we've taken questions from some of our followers, Ethan. And so we were hoping that we could just ask you a couple questions. First one here is from one of our followers. If you're ready, I'll, I'll give it to you. 
This sounds entertaining, but hit, hit me with it. I'm ready. Yeah, we're ready for your life guidance. Uh, people are looking for a waterfall guide to give them guidance, you know, in both different. I mean, you're a guide of all things. So first question, um, Dear Midwest Flowers Podcast, my girlfriend recently became pregnant and we are excited to tell my family, our families. My girlfriend and I got in the car around Christmas time to head to my grandma's house to share the news. On our way, my girlfriend kept commenting on how familiar the drive was. I just really thought nothing of it. When we arrived, she looked at me kind of shocked and asked me why I took her to her grandma's house. I was extremely confused until some further investigating led us to find out that we're actually third cousins. I'm stuck on what to do now, and my family is pretty twisted up about it. She's the best girl I've ever dated. What do I do? So. <laughs> yeah, that one's fucking crazy. I mean, like, this one, I don't know. This guy's in a conundrum. It's a hell of a conundrum. So if you look like next, if you look next to you to that, like there's a guy named Joey sitting there. Yep. <laughs> I think, I think that we should ask him what to the answer, what the answer to that question. But is he's not a guide though, bro. I mean, but judging, he's a, he's a guide enough. He might not be a guide, but judging by his looks, he has fell victim to third generation, whatever you want to call it. Are you, are you, so, you're trying to say he's got personal experience with this situation? I mean, look at him. Don't <laughs> you agree? Oh my god! But Wait, on, a, on a real note, to... like, is this a serious question? Like, oh, this somebody's is really no. This yeah, is no. A, this is this is a serious is, question. This is a serious but... question from one of our followers. <laughs> we ask people to send in their like interesting, crazy conundrums that they're in, their situations, anything they need like life guidance about. And we, okay. yeah, so this is why we thought you'd All be right. good for this one. Cause you know, you're a family man, like, you know, you got a level head. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you, just love tell your, us, you love your, you love family. your family, and dude. I and you get it. Like family, family love, you know, like you, <laughs> you understand. So yeah. Tell us what you so, think this guy should do. Back up a second. This chick's pregnant. She's yeah. Pregnant, yeah, yeah. She's pregnant. It's his. I mean, I I mean uh they're third cousins. Third cousins. Third cousins, yeah. They didn't even know they were cousins till they got to, to the grandma's house. Uh I I would be asking for some family guidance and then me personally, if that happened to me, I'd be like I guess we got a kid to raise, but we're going to do it on two different sides of the fence because there is no way that I would be able to have the reputation of having a kid with my cousin. But you would, though. Same house. Okay, but yeah. But you would have a kid with your cousin either way, though. Would you, would you keep it under wraps then or what? No, I mean, you got to give the kid his is fair life i guess i mean you got to treat him like he's your own i mean he is your own you got to treat him normal you got to give him every opportunity that a, a normal family wouldn't give their kid i guess or would give their kid per se sure you got to so, do it right how so do you, you stay you, together how do you think they should break you stuck up? it in you got to stick it out <laughs> oh my god that's, that's actually very important advice folks that's that. If anything takes anything away from the advice Ethan just gave you, 
or he's about to give you. Say, stick it, s- say it again, Ethan. You stuck it in. You got to stick it out. There you go. Write that down. Yeah. Write that uh, down. You what know do what? You... I just came up with that, too. That was pretty. That's I'm very impressive. Uh, yeah. What do you do about the great-grandma situation? The great-grandma situation? Yeah, because it's both their grandmas, so now it's your kid's great-grandma. So I'm saying that there's some details missing, like... How old is great grandma? Are we talking borderline dementia? Like what's going on? Well, she's currently only a grandma, but she's about to be a great grandma. So she's got to be like, I mean, let's just figure what's the earliest age a grandma could be like 55. Oldest age is like 75 ish. Maybe she's probably like cognitively there. Does she know that I'm guessing I'm guessing that's how they found out. they were. Yeah, that's how they found out is because they went to their grandma's house. Ethan, I'm just reading this off the paper, man. Like, I wish, wish I had more details for you. Do you want me to reread it? No, dude. I think, I think you gotta apologize to grandma and just let her do what every grandma does, and that's pray for you when everybody's not around. Right. Do I don't you? Know. I don't know. Yeah. Do you hold any resentment over the fact that, like, your whole lives, your families have been so like disconnected that you didn't find out you guys were third cousins at Christmas? You ever like what the fuck, guys? Uh, <laughs> Would have been nice I'd to know. Re- yeah, I mean, I'd I'd have some resentment. Yeah, I mean, what do you what are you really gonna do about it though? Have a kid there, together. What's weird is like, wouldn't yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's that's the end result, right? But I mean, I don't know. That's a that's a pretty. That's a pretty tricky situation. Oh, my, for sure. My best advice would be if you stuck it in, you got to stick it out, and you might want to find a therapist or a counselor to help you get through some stuff that's going to be coming down the pipe. You think they uh, – you said they should stick on opposite sides of the fence, but you think they should uh, should break up then or what? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't continue <laughs> to mate with my cousin. Right, right. <laughs> But that that's a really interesting answer from you, actually, because you're from rural Nebraska. So I'm honestly a little surprised to hear you say that, bro. He loves it. Well, I mean, <laughs> dude, I cannot. You no, I don't think anybody can legitimately freaking tell somebody else what to do with their love life. But there's would you would you judge them though? If, would would you judge them if they stayed together though? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm asking. Absolutely. You would. Okay. They didn't um, know. <laughs> they didn't know. No, I mean, oh. I mean, if I could put my two cents in here, I would say, you know, you gotta, you gotta stop. Tough deal. <laughs> Tough break. Tough break on that one. Sorry. Well, anyway, Don. let's let's please get off of that topic. Um, Ethan. So with Please. you with you running a very successful guide service here, especially this year, um, mm-hmm. you use an array of shit from floaters to silhouettes to full bodies to, I mean, everything on the market. I saw your guys' inventory, and the amount of shit that you guys have there is just stupefying. You the have everything. Ducks. You have everything you would ever need in any situation, right? We tried to, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when when... In in your area of Scottsbluff, Nebraska, 
when do you find that it's more prudent to use full bodies versus silhouettes when field hunting? Because that's mostly what you're doing. But I think we get asked that question so often of like, how do you use your silhouettes and how do you use your full bodies and when do you use them in conjunction and how many and what patterns, what shapes, whatever. Can you give us a little bit of insight on that? So basically what you're asking is how we successfully kill geese day in and day out. Because obviously one thing's not going to work. You're asking basically how, how we do it decoy-wise. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is very, very, very situational. And it also runs on... I'm not just saying this for myself, but for anybody, there's a lot of times that I make the wrong calls. There's a lot of times that I feel like we make the right calls. Shit happens when you're hunting that the unforeseeables happen. But one thing I try to do is control the controllables. And that has a lot to do. It does have a lot to do with decoys or what I'm presenting when we're hunting. So give me a certain example then. Okay, I go the 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 prime. I I would I think that anybody should agree with this. The prime example is sunlight. Like, what are you dealing with? Are you dealing with a bunch of snow piling up on top of decoys? If so, choose a skinny because you're not. It's you're not going to have snow piling up on them. Like. Matter of fact, I was just looking at my phone five minutes ago and Keaton posted a video. Uh, I think Jake and Red were out there with a weed burner burning frost off a, off a fully flocked decoys. Right. So trashing them. Out of me. So trashing them. Yep. Yeah. No, he actually didn't. It worked. Um, and it, it works. But like, I don't know. I don't want to get too far off topic of that. But you like battling snow is a big deal. One thing I switched to this year and I'm not trying to sound like I'm pushing decoys for somebody or anything like that, but I no, switched good. to a fully flocked. I, I pushed to, I pushed, I, or I moved, I switched all my decoys over to a fully flocked Dakota signature series. And the reason that I did that and the reason I choose the decoys that I choose to buy, whether it is a silhouette or a full body is pure, how do I say it? It is uh, dur- like durability. Sure. Honestly, durability. I ran, we ran like one trailer has, I think we have like 300 dozen between socks and silos. I probably have, I probably have 150 dozen silos and 150 dozen socks and then 45, 40 dozen full bodies, signature fully flocked. And so, you're running Dakota full body, fully flocked. And what are you running for silos? I do have dive bombs for Sillos. Okay. Uh, I do uh, for Sillos and socks. Sure. Um, so like the, the two reasons I'll buy things from a company as an outfitter is durability. And then like decoys and gear is overhead for me. Right. If somebody's going to give me a deal on what I'm buying or somebody's going to give it to me in exchange for the hands on that they're going to get, from 300 clients a year that i'm telling you right now go out and buy what we use or any other outfitter for the matter like 
somebody's using something, they come home with them, shoot 250 birds in three days, they're going to buy what you're using. It's guaranteed. Right. So, like, the companies that want to help us and the durability are the two biggest things on what to choose brand-wise buying. But the fully flocked decoys versus a painted decoy this year, and it could be Dakotas, it could be because of the flocking, I don't know. I've never ran avian flocked or anything else. So the like I'm I am, am a freak about decoy shine. So when I said sunlight earlier, I do not like running silhouettes in the sunlight. I know guys do it all over the country. I'm telling you, Joey, you've been here, Cal, you've been here. You guys never were really here when our like the biggies have showed up, but I don't like running silhouettes unless I have to. Like, I will set out full bodies all day long over a silhouette. Yes, I might be stuck in my old ways, but I'm not shooting 20-year-old lessers like some of those guys are in Oklahoma, Kansas, <laughs> Texas. Where they... um, but a lot of that has to do with what birds are here, what the feed looks like. Like, are the birds tight? I can fit a lot of silhouettes in a small area. And it depends, like wind, no wind, are the birds going to have time to look at the decoys? Are they not? Like if the birds are hanging up in the wind, staring at decoys, I will run full bodies every day. Mm. I Like I don't want them to get over the top of the decoys and go, where did they go? And I know that they claim that doesn't happen with silhouettes. But if I stand over the top of a silhouette and look down on it, it disappears. Sure. Like there's no two ways about it. I don't like the fact that I have uh, insecurity issues with geese for one. Like <laughs> I feel like they can look down and see everything that's going on. Yeah. And they want I don't not want they them want looking fun. down and thinking decoys disappeared. And I also don't like them flying over decoys sometimes. <laughs> well, what I noticed like, from hunting with you too, sitting next to you in the blind is you're very analytical. And so you think of every single variable, and that's the problem with duck and goose hunting is, like, you can say, oh, this worked that day, and then you try it the next day with the same conditions, and they just tell you to fuck off, right? Mm -hmm. It drives me nuts, and I know it drives you nuts because I've hunted with you. So that's why I figured this you were a very good person to ask this question to. And I just think a lot of it, like, really what it comes down to your decoy choice is a big situational awareness deal. Okay. So give us, like, a situation. give us a situation. Um, it's snowing. You're hunting a honker feed of 5,000 birds. Hell of a you feed. You got no wind. You got a pretty normal feed. Right. Uh, Good for fucking you, buddy. You got, <laughs> you got my dick. no wind. You got no wind. It's sunny out. Snow on the ground. Geese are trying to find feed in the snow. They're spread out all over hell throughout the field. And you're trying to kill a 10-man limit. I'm running 20 dozen full bodies spread out. And not blowing a goose call. I think this is just a, a reason why we need to get you up here to Minnesota to play some golf and then do a couple podcasts or something like we were talking earlier this year. Yeah, come in studio, yeah. Ethan. 
come in studio. I I'm a hundred percent game for that. You guys know that. Uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be more than happy to share what information I have with what people little, that want to hear it. Yeah, what little information you have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't been doing this for very long, like two years. Right. I was no going to say a year and a half, but yeah. Learn, fast learner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's been pretty good. Fast learner, fast learner. <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for your advice and your your knowledge. We really appreciate it. I love you. I miss you. And uh, miss you, bro. Ole, Holmes. I guess we'll just love like. Love you guys, too. We'll just, hey, we'll just like. You guys take fucking, care. We'll just like fucking talk to you later and shit, okay? All right, hey, wait, hasta luego. Thanks, bro. Hasta luego, Okay, talk to you later. Okay, goodbye. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Midwest Flyways podcast. Say, I just want to tell you guys about a tool that Joey and I use constantly that can make your hunt way more successful. It's the Onyx Hunt app, and Joey and I both have an elite membership, and I, I promise you it's worth every penny. Joey, what's your favorite thing about Onyx? Dude, there's like 100 things, but easily... The most practical uses are the tracking app. So I know how I walk through those cattails and how to get back. So I can find that exact path that I made getting in there. Cause yep. it was a, an ass getting in there. It yeah. makes it so much easier on the way back out. But then also the, uh, the wind app. Yeah. It's dude. really nice. It's so much easier than trying to go to a wind app separately and find out what the actual wind calendar looks like for a certain spot you want to hunt. I think that that's for sure. That's the thing that I look at on the app, and I'm like, wow, this is just smart. This is just an easy thing to use on the app. Um, other thing I really like, too, is the radius. You know, you can, like, set a radius marker on your point. Did you know that? Yeah, so you can, like, right by the wind calendar, you can, like, click set a radius area, and then you can pull out or expand to, like, 500 yards. So then you can like check how far you are from a house oh. or a road or anything like that. Nice. Yeah. So then you can have that on the same waypoint. So when you like zoom in, it shows you like a 550 yard radius around you or something. I've always just used the <clears throat> drop the drop point deal. Yeah, that works too. That works really good too. But yeah, no. Um, check out Onyx Hunt, guys. You can get 20 percent off your membership with MWF 20. So go to Onyx Hunt. The code for the app is also on our website. So go to MidwestFlyways.com. Our code on there for the discount is on there as well. Appreciate you guys. Anyway, dude, what's wild about like the, one of the biggest takeaways I took from hunting with Ethan this year twice was uh, how similar our calling is. Dude, like the style, like when I tuned up his goose call for him, he's like, this is absolutely perfect. And then I blew his other goose call that was too imperfect. And I'm like, holy shit. Dude, we blow exactly the same, and our cadences are the same. And I've never heard anyone blow the same cadences that I blow. Mm. So it was just like, whoa. It was tri it tripped yeah. the fuck out. I heard him calling, and I thought it was a recording. I mean, the like you guys both are pretty like you guys have been doing this for just like a couple years. So, <laughs> well, and you guys are both fast learners and so like you guys are probably on the same trajectory uh, like trying to get your name out there oh and you know what i mean mm. have that credibility oh, for sure have that credibility and stuff i just can't wait till i get pubes you know yeah and good at you know all those things right yeah i mean amazing i'm still just a young kid dude. right and that's and that's what's fun about it mm -hmm. especially yeah for me and watching you guys <laughs> grow yeah learn and grow and like that's really <laughs> cool God. um 
No, I he like literally word vomited, you know, for like twenty minutes. Love him to death. Guy knows too much, and so he's just trying to you like wrangle him in. Yeah, you got to wrangle him in. He's trying to get everything out. He's trying to give you guys all the information, mm-hmm. and and he couldn't possibly. Uh, all right, Joey. Let's let's move into our uh, our topics here. I know you had a topic. We can do these pretty quick. Let's let's you, bang them out. You, you have a better yours. topic than me. Oh, I have a quick topic though. Yeah. So maybe we'll just do mine. Um, I read a news article. Interestingly enough, that uh, a dude a dude got got his hunting rights revoked because it was a kid in Louisiana. Uh, who was which I'm not surprised this happened in Louisiana. Right. Yeah. Me neither. So, um, the suspect pled guilty to charges related to an incident. So, uh, a young man in Louisiana has had his hunting privileges revoked uh, after being accused of shooting geese from a state highway. <laughs> um, and, like, when I told Joey this, he's like, yeah, and, you know, whatever. And, you know, it goes on to talk about <laughs> what, was, what was going on, um, including taking migratory birds with the aid of a motor vehicle. Mm. So... I'm pretty sure this guy was actually driving his vehicle around on the highway and shooting geese, whether as as they passed or like maybe they were sitting in a field like right off the right. off the road. Right. The thing that really fucked him <laughs> is they were out of season. <laughs> uh, so this guy, like, uh, hey, this this actually sounds exactly like Louisiana. That that is. Yeah, hundred percent Louisiana. Um, a dude, I don't know what for what reason couldn't kill him during season. <laughs> he was mad at him. Yeah, he was, dude. If you live in Louisiana, this is really funny. Actually, I sent a picture of Wade's son uh, hunting with us to our group, meet Joey and Wade, and it's a, his son looks pretty angry in it, and he's like, he looks like he's mad at him. I was like, bro, he's from Louisiana. He stays mad at him, dude. <laughs> And this guy was. He said, fuck him. And it was out of season. He was riding around the truck and just was like, you know what? They deserve it. But who hasn't thought about that? You know? Oh, yeah. Out of season, little risky. Low risky. Low risky. But the amount of times where I see a flock of snow geese sitting right next to the road, and I'm like, dude, if someone was just driving the truck and I'm in the back yeah. and I just rail off a tube yeah, as yeah. we're going 50 miles an hour past him, <laughs> imagine the damage I could do. And this guy said, I could do it by myself. <laughs> the thing is, like, there implicates in this article, it implicates nobody else as an accomplice. Right. It doesn't right. say that he's like with some buddies doing this. This dude was like, I don't know what you one hand shotgunning out of his fucking driver window. Dude, so that's the real question. Is he going out of the driver window across his body and right. shooting? Or does he have that shit? Hanging out the passenger window with a little bit of recoil coming at his yeah. thumb. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a little honestly, I'm a little impressed actually. Right. Like, unfortunately, he that, killed geese. Yeah, he killed. Oh fuck! He, well, yeah, that's how he got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was doing damage. He killed him. He was definitely. The thing is, I just for me, I want to know like if you're doing that, does he stop to like? Is he collecting the geese or is it just like a murder rampage? I mean, you know, he's probably collecting them. He had to be. That's how he had to have gotten. In trouble. I, th- I think, honestly, dude, I think that's how ninety nine percent of people actually get in trouble for doing this. Shit. Is by collecting shit. Yeah, by, by actually it. picking and the birds you, up. And do you know why though? It's because we just want that band. You know, so like, murder happens. 
they return to the scene of the crime. That's how they always get caught, right? Because if Bro. he just drove by and just wham, 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 he probably would have never been caught. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> you're probably right. I'm going to tell you this. All I could think of when I read this article, can you imagine being a farmer? <laughs> And your field's just got like 10,000 snow geese in it. You're sitting in your fucking house and you can see your field. Mm. And I just imagine, like, it is it is Louisiana. I imagine one of two things. It's either like a 1987 Toyota pickup that's like barely fucking running. Or, or it's a brand it's a new, new $110,000 <laughs> like F350 lifted for sure with 35s on it. And new rims. So it's either one of those two things. And he's watching his field. This guy's driving by at highway speeds. <laughs> and probably just like either slows down. But it's funnier if he doesn't. And reaches either across his body or or not. And shoots a fucking magazine off. Just a rampage of shells at these birds. Then it's like he's either stopping to pick them up. Or he just keeps driving. There's a bunch of dead geese in this guy's field. But I just can't imagine, like, sitting in my house, someone drives by my fucking house and just rails shots. Dude, the, the part that I'm actually having a little bit of, that I keep forgetting, it said highway. So, like, that's high speed. And, yeah. and in Louisiana highway, that's at least 65. Yes, yeah, 100. <laughs> no. It's the Audubon. So, like, so that guy is just... Yeah. He, he drove past it for sure. Had He's like, have. oh, shit. Loaded up his gun, yep. got back in the truck, turned around, and was like, this was premeditated. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to reach over and grab that, and I'm going to stop and shoot. No, dude. He's going down the highway. Yeah. That's definitely in like a retention pond or something. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Going 70 miles an hour. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that guy didn't give and a then, fuck. And then just like... I'm sure if you're driving by people's houses on the highway, I have to, like, I don't want to assume, but I'm going to assume you don't have permission either. Right. So it's like some guy's field you don't have permission in. It's out of season. You're driving at highway speeds, shooting a gun out of a moving car. <laughs> like, this shit only happens in Louisiana. So keep it in season. Keep it in a field you got permission in, guys. Right. Follow the limit laws. You get fucked. This guy can't do this ever again. His fun's over forever. No, uh, he's probably just got it taken away for a year or two. Not only that, but like, does he care? Well, I mean, if he's doing that, he's probably... Yeah, you're right. He doesn't care. Anyway. he I almost guaranteed he didn't have one, but... Yeah, that's my topic. Joey, uh, if you want to get into yours. Yeah, mine's not as exciting, but... <laughs> I love it, dude. Um, couple things here. So we're now in the off season, unless you are an insane person and go and shoot snows and chase them, which I am going to do this year, but not to a crazy extreme level. I'm just going to go and hunt with uh, white men with my wife out in Henry, South Dakota, and uh, shoot migrators. You know, right on. and uh, I'm going to pay him. I'm going to pay the guide to take me out, take my wife and I out of hunting. You know, so. But other than that, dude, I'm not, I'm not chasing them. You know, I don't have a snow spread. Maybe someday when I don't have kids and, you know. Yeah. Like, I just don't have the abilities. I don't have the time for it anymore. When that merch starts selling. Yeah, when, when everyone starts buying out our merch. <laughs> um, but, um, no, I wanted to talk about, like, what I'm going to be doing here in the off season, And one of the main things I'm going to be working on 
not just for myself, but with other people is I'm going to be starting up my lessons again. I got so many this year, dude. I haven't advertised about it in what, two years about doing lessons. Yeah, I don't remember. And, um, but you should remember that. I'm sorry. I'll write it down <laughs> next time. My fucking bad. <laughs> maybe, maybe when some of us who, you know, make that, what a year, you know, we'll start writing this stuff down more. Right. That didn't make any sense. But when we make the one, what a year Instagram post. We'll be more invested. I see. You know what I mean. All right, go fuck yourself. So, um, no, but I'm going to be doing a lot of calling lessons this year. I think I've got like 70 people signed up right now. And uh, just do like an hour, hour and a half with each person. And uh, and then I'm also going to work on my own calling. I got to hunt with some unbelievable callers this year, and it just kind of sparked my, my shit again of like... I've been plateaued for a while, you know, or just, I feel like I haven't really gotten better at all. And then one of the people that really sparked me into do getting better was, uh, Austin Kaufman dude can just absolutely shred on a goose call, dude. Ugh. Yeah. He sounds very good. Each note is so crisp and clear and it just sounds like a damn goose, bro. It sounds so good. I find myself just like, Oh, it's good enough. You know? But it's like, no, I want to be better. I don't want anyone to ever say, "Hey, man, don't." You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think you're at. I don't think you're ever gonna be in concern of going back to that point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can definitely get. Obviously, anyone ever could get better right. and learn more and whatever. No, it's just like hunting with Scott, hunting with Austin Kaufman. True, true, really, really good callers. Like unbelievable goose callers. You know, it's just like, huh, I'm not that good. You know. But it kind of like sparked me to kind of want to get better at the things that I know I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like I'm going to get better at anything. Like I'm not going to like get to this whole new level. But when I'm hunting, I will notice a difference. You sure. Know? You might though. I mean, why not? Like you might get to a whole new level. What are some other things? So obviously like calling big thing that everyone can work on in the off season. But like what are some other things that you can. I'm going to build our spread too this year so if you notice like our spread in the past i always ran different brands and um different species right but this year we didn't really have our diver push like we did in years past and so normally like mid-season floater spreads and shit i'll have a dozen divers of some sort mainly something with white on it so usually a bluebill or canvas back and uh I've never owned golden eye decoys, but they look great on the water and they're big too. Mm. Um, but I really want to add some gadwall, some widgeon and, um, pintail Mm. floaters into our spread just because we have all those dive bomb F ones and they're all mallards. And now they have widgeon pintail. I don't know if they have gadwall yet, but I want to throw some spoonies back into the mix and whatever. I just hunting, all over the South and like just seeing how different birds are everywhere. Just like you're, I just feel like I'm everyone else in the marsh. You just have two, three dozen mallard decoys and two spinners. You know, I, I I've like lost my vastness of my decoy spread. So I'm going to really work on spending money. I mean, not working on anything, but I'm just going to really play around with quantities and species yeah, that's interesting you said that. I really actually, um, I've thought a lot about, like, lately adding some different diver species to our spreads kind of late in the year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just, yeah, I've been like looking up. I'd like to get some canvas back decoys and some gold now would be really good to have. It's definitely something that we would see late in the season. And it would not be uncommon to have like a mallard golden eye day. Right. You know, depending on where you are, what time of year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with you. That's actually, a, that's a definitely an interesting point. What are some things, though, that, like, people, like, should work on, you know, in the off season? Because, like, I tell so this you, is, these are, like, things that we're going to do, and, like, mm-hmm. these are things that people can work on, and everyone's space and situation is different for what they're doing, but. Dude, I think most people should work on their fucking shooting. Because really? I, I have seen some horrendous shit this year. Horrendous. Where it's like there's six guys in a pit, and there's three geese that come in. Geese. Geese, Cal. Right. And they just cripple all three, or they miss two of them. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, unbelievable. Yeah. It, it honestly just freaked me out. And here I am sitting with a 20 gauge. And not I'm not trying to be like a bragging son of a bitch, but <clears throat> I pull up and I shoot one as it's leaving at 60, you know, to knock it down. It's like, damn, dude, you know, like join a fucking trap league or something or just go out and shoot pigeons if you have them in your area, because those things are not easy to shoot. Let me let me bring this up. Here's an interesting thing. So one thing that one thing that made me a way better shooter, which I'm sure to a lot of people, right, that are good hunters that have hunted for a long time, that are good shooters. This is obviously mundane. So don't. Don't like look at him. Like, oh, obviously, a lot of people don't know this. Um, when I became an ins- like more of an instinctive shooter and like stopped thinking about the like process of shooting a bird and started just getting more into like the idea that like pick up and find the bird you want to shoot and then trust your trust your movement, trust your follow through, and just like feel it. Once you get the feel. It really helps. And one thing that actually made me a way worse shooter, I felt like, was uh, trap shooting. What? Yeah, I think that it actually made me a worse shooter because we were in a trap league. And even before that, I had done trap shooting well before I had ever become like a serious duck hunter. And trap is like so routine. Okay. So like it's a whole process that you go through. Right, you're standing there. You get in your stance. You call pull. the the um, The clay comes out. It travels at the same speed. It moves. You have a process. Like I found myself getting to a place in like trap hunting or whatever, trap shooting, where I knew exactly at what point I wanted to shoot, just sort of instinctively, you know. Like you time it out. Okay, I'm waiting for this clay to get to this spot. That's where I want to shoot it. I know when I want to pull the trigger. And birds are, like, so much different than that, you know? They move different. They fly at different speeds. They do different things. They make movements in the air. Sometimes you see them. Sometimes you don't. Uh, Sometimes you know they're coming in. Sometimes they're leaving. So there's so many, like, different variables. And, like, getting into that routine of, like, actually, like, being a trap shooter, I think actually made me think that that's what I was, like, wanting to do when I was duck hunting. That's weird. That's really weird. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that's, you, that's how I felt. The main reason why they a lot of people say go trap shooting is not so that you become a better shooter, you know? Because that's not the main focus of trap shooting in my mind. 
trap shooting is you're shooting at least 50 times, right? Sure. When you normally wouldn't be shooting your gun. So it's not that you're becoming more accurate. It's that you're becoming more comfortable with your gun. So that every time you pull it up to your shoulder, like you have a muscle memory now in your in your mind. Every time you pull that gun up to your shoulder, you know exactly where it needs to go. Yeah. So that when you're duck hunting, you don't think about it. Yeah, but see, like, yeah, so everything you just said is true. I just don't, like, that's not the way my mind worked when I first started, like, trap shooting a lot and, like, duck hunting, you know, and those things coinciding. Yeah, you thought too much about it. Yeah, but most people think too much about it, especially when they're, like, just starting or trying to learn how to be a better shooter or they're going out and, like you said, they're missing on geese at 30 yards. They're thinking about it a mm-hmm. lot. You know what I mean? The best shooters I know, like, don't think about it, and obviously that's learned over time. Thank you. I don't know if I would. I'm not sure I'd put you there. (laughs) And um, but like they don't, you know, they're they're instinctive shooters more so. And I've seen a lot of guys too. You know, you you change like your follow through. You change how far you're leading a bird. You know, depending on what it is, the situation, how fast that bird's coming, what species it is, how small or how big, where it's going, how it's landing or not. Like those things all are variables, and you can only learn that by like trusting your instincts and then like feeling it out as you hunt i don't know if i agree with that but that's interesting you've what, really you've what do you really thought about that yeah absolutely and like i really <laughs> i really have thought about it a lot specifically because like late season i remember my first couple years and like my first couple years hunting like divers were a problem for me you know They're fast yeah super fast and like Compared to hunting a goose or a mallard, like the way that they land or fly, it's totally different shooting. It's really not a super common thing that a lot of guys are shooting divers and their day consists of no pass shooting. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. divers love to like buzz right over a point or whatever. They're not like probably landing, especially because a lot of divers will raft out in the middle of the water. So like they're not going to land next to shore necessarily. They're going to come look at it. You're going to get a passing shot. They might try to land in it, but it's just a different, you know, different deal. And so when I first started hunting like bluebills, forget about it. (laughs) Fucking forget about it, dude. Yeah, but I I specifically remember you being frustrated when we were hunting those. You saying I can't hit them. So I watched you and you would stop your follow through. As soon as you pulled the trigger, you'd stop. Yeah, especially like, when you're hunting divers or like you're doing a pass shot, you have to keep your gun moving after the fact. Yeah, you're just saying yeah, but you're saying stuff that like people that have hunted for a decent amount of time know. I know that's all that, shooting obviously. in general though. Shooting a shotgun in general, you always follow through after you shoot. Yeah, you're saying that and it like totally is everyone who's shot a shotgun a lot of times and at different types of things knows that. Mm-hmm. But when you're like first starting out hunting, you can stop your follow through depending on where you time it up with your with yeah, that's, that is a way of doing it. Yeah, there's yeah, three ways so, of shooting. <coughs> yeah, I think we agree on all the same stuff. Like mm-hmm. you're saying stuff I agree with, but I'm you're just, wrong. I'm just I can't be wrong. It's just, <laughs> it's just an opinion. Uh, I'm just trying to say, like for me, I'm not saying don't go trap shoot. Don't necessarily associate. My advice. Obviously, this is my a opinion. fucking piece of this is my clay opinion. flying yeah, through the Joey, air is a lot different of people than a do bird. Because there's not a lot of great other opportunities to like learn. You know, if it's out of season, you can't right. Can't do what this Louisiana guy did. 
No, you cannot. That's a different type of hunting. Yes. That's called poaching. Yeah. And you don't want to be doing that. And so, you know, your off-season activities, I would say one thing that's way better is skeet shooting. When I say trap shooting, I mean just going out and shooting your gun. Skeet, trap. I get it. Uh, what's the other one called? Sporting clays. Sporting clays. Is my favorite. Is sporting clays the same as skeet? No, so sporting so, clays sporting is when you walk, where through, we walk the through the woods. Yeah, and, and like that's my that's what I different. meant. That's what I was talking each about. Each station is different. Yeah, so like there's one where it's on the ground. There's one where it's you know two of them. There's a report. It's actually pairs, really fun to do. It's my favorite thing. I, that's way better than trap shooting. It's 100%. way 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 more. Trap fun. is boring. But anyway, my point is, just like learn to trust that, and you can learn that. Obviously, all different types of shooting are helpful. I'm just saying, don't go trap shoot time up when you're going to shoot the fucking clay. Because this is what I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like, I know other people do this. Like, it's not, this isn't a one, one time situation. I am special, but. Just in a different way. Yeah. And there's other people that are different like that too. But just like, don't, don't time up and then think like, okay, this is how I'm going to react when, no, it's just different. Trust your, trust your shooting. Trust your instinct. Learn how the, learn how things work. Do you remember what I told you about um, Armand, my old neighbor? I, I remember so many Armand stories, actually. Okay, so this guy, for everyone on the podcast, he was my neighbor. This guy was a badass, and he came over, and he watched me throwing clays to myself in the backyard, hand-throwing them, and he saw me missing a lot. And I was about 14. He's like, Joey, what are you doing? I was like, I'm shooting clays he's like you're doing it wrong i go what do you mean he goes you know who tom knapp is i go yep he goes that's that's pro-am he goes then there's triple a and then there's a b c d e f whatever those are the different classifications so pro-am is obviously the best and then he was in the one just below pro-am and he has a lot of guns and he's been shooting for years i mean he's like 50 years older than me or whatever it is and uh he's just shitting on me he's like you're doing it wrong you don't close one eye you don't do that he goes your brain will automatically triangulate it for you and i'm pretty sure that was my first time hearing the word triangulate because i asked him what and he looked at me like i was stupid yeah you were though then <clears throat> i was 13 yeah stupid and <laughs> and so he's like literally don't even think about it he goes i'll throw the clay for you and just shoot and i was like okay so I pulled it up. He's like, just here's the one thing. He's like, make sure when you pull up that shotgun, it's in the same place every time. I was like, okay. He's like, you want it right here in your shoulder. He's like, don't think about it. Just put your, your face on the gun and put it in the shoulder in the same place every single time. And I bet you after the third clay, you'll hit every single one. I was like, okay. And it was after the second one. I hit, <coughs> I hit every single clay after that. And I'm like, Damn. So now I don't think about it whatsoever. Zero percent. And I've been a better shooter ever since. Because I used to close one eye and I used to like judge how far the lead should be and this and that. And it just doesn't work for me. Not thinking about it. Starting behind the bird. And then as I'm pulling the trigger, I swing through past the bird depending on their speed. You yeah, know, if that's... And that's obviously what I do now. That's what everyone who like eventually you eventually figure that out. You know, well, there's I mean? there's like, no wrong way on how you kill a bird. It's just that's no. the way that I do it. Yeah, I started out one eye closed for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you know, 
it takes a minute once you it's like and impossible that's not the other to thing start is out that way. the other thing too is like bad habits are hard to break truthfully big time so like don't 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 trap shoot as I'm about to put us in <laughs> yeah nicotineboys.com right here um <laughs> yeah don't don't trap shoot and then when you, when you're starting out don't trap shoot and associate that that's how it's going to be when you're duck hunting that's all I'm trying to say because you suggested it I really think that I took some bad habits from trap shooting, tried to associate them with duck hunting. And you grew up from a young age knowing the difference. Gun boy. But like yeah. a lot of people don't, you know? So like people that are just starting to duck hunt, like they go out to trap shoot, they associate yada yada. But mm-hmm. anyway. Dude, my dad wouldn't let me uh, buy a paintball gun. He's like, why, why would I buy you a fake gun to shoot your friends with when you have real guns? I'm not going to do that. But every, everyone's doing it. It's like, why would I buy a fake gun when you have real ones? Fuck that. Because you can't shoot your friends with real ones. I right, and he to... goes, you shouldn't be shooting your friends, period. He goes, that's a bad thing to have. Yeah, maybe maybe that's that might be true. I mean, if you if you think about it, looking back, it was like, oh, that's pretty smart. Probably. You know, like, I shouldn't... For you, like, for sure. I shouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> you had to. You had to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Someone you know, brings yeah, up some other stories I'm not going to talk about, but... Oh my god! For sure not. People uh, did get shot. No, nobody got yep, shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. But sweep anyway. that under the rug for another time. Anyway, Once, I'm going to be at NWTF next week. Yeah, that'll I'm be, be fun. at the uh, RW Coolidge booth. I'm pretty sure it's booth number fourteen forty eight. Great year. Mm. And uh, yep, right before Columbus. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I'm going to be fucking slinging, slinging leather. Oh my god! In and out of the bedroom. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Roy's going with you? No. Oh no! I'm just saying, like, I got leather for the bedroom. I got leather for the duck. Really? Oh yeah. Big wow. Time. What? Don't don't think just you can use them for the same thing, right? Like you buy. They're pretty interchangeable, but yeah, he has pretty specific stuff. I'm just kidding. Some dangles. Kevin and stuff does on some other. <laughs> Kevin does not have any bedroom leather stuff. Even though well, I'm sure depending on good. how you look at it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm probably gonna get fucking some of those totes. I mean, it, heavy it could hurt, but flogging Molly. Some people, you know, some people are into weird shit. Um, all right, man. Uh, let's do. Uh, do you have a worst? Do we have a we have a soundboard for the worst? Don't we? Do we, we know do. which one it is? Pretty sure it's the bottom right. Your worst. Uh, the worst. Wow, worst, nice dude. work, Joey. Um, okay, we are back with the worst. I have a worst. If you need a second, I can go first. I'll present mine. Yourself. Um, the worst. Was it yourself or? No. Well, and. Oh, okay. It's not me. Um, <laughs> someone is in hot water, though. Uh-oh. Throw that out there. Uh, the 2009 through 2000, got to be like 18 series Ram half tons. Um. <laughs> The heater cores are the worst. <laughs> Their heater cores are the worst. And the worst type of thing is when a company would make something that, you know, purposefully fails. Now, I'm not saying that they did that because I can't prove that yet. Mm. Um, yet is what I did say, by the way. I'm just trying to say I've been pretty cold in my truck for a while. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and, like, it takes, <laughs> it takes the shop, like, five or six days to fix this. It's not like, a, hey, drop it off and get it back tomorrow. It's so not it's a money like, issue, you're saying. No, yeah. This it's is, like, like a, a this is a timing issue. Like, you need my truck. 
I don't have another vehicle. You need my truck for five days. I use my truck for work, obviously, as in construction. I mean, it. you use it to get to work. No, I use it to haul all of my tools every day to a job site. You couldn't put those tools in a vehicle? In which vehicle? In a car, let's say. Annie's vehicle? Annie's vehicle that she drives to work every no, day? No, I'm just saying you couldn't fit all that stuff into I the trunk know. of her I'm vehicle? Not, no, I couldn't. I would have to consolidate. Mm. I would have to get rid of some of my stuff that would normally go with me. But you're not hauling materials. Sometimes I am, depending on the day. But anyway, anyway. Yeah, you're trying to talk shit to me, and it's wrong, mm-hmm. and you're wrong. Well, I've never seen you haul material. Yeah, you don't work with me, but that's cool. <laughs> um, and if you did, then you wouldn't have said anything. No, so no Cal- big deal. Cal's been driving around all fucking winter mm-hmm. without any heat in his truck. Yep. And he comes to the podcast in my house every week. Yep. <laughs> nice. And, of me. and he has so much Carhartt gear on. Yeah. Like he has his bibs and his like big jacket. I'm like, what are you well, doing? And then I just re- and I just remember I'm like, oh shit. Hey. <laughs> you don't have heat in your <laughs> truck. If it's minus ten outside in Minnesota, my truck's blowing like thirty degree air. So it's probably like twenty five in my truck. Oh. Yeah, so I'm getting like 35 degree difference. Like right now in my truck, it's like 30 out. No big deal. I wouldn't even, I don't even need it. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> so does fucking cold, bro. It's really cold. And like, worst. Uh, the worst. Yeah, that worst, is dude. fucking worst. So anyway, man, um, Ram, I hope you've addressed this issue because I, I really do like my vehicle, but it's a common problem. I've done some research. This is not a just a me situation. <laughs> There's many troubled stories online of the heater core in these vehicles mm. being a big issue. And I'm just letting Ram know you're on notice. A lot of us guys, we live in cold areas that do this hard work. There's not a lot of California guys that need their Ram to fucking blow heat, okay? True. So get it together. There's a reason Ford's the number one selling truck for 29 years. I'm not talking shit to Ram. I'm just saying, okay, calm down. Just, I, I don't give a shit. They're both. I'm trash. just saying. Yeah, dude, you're the guy that like three months ago would have bought any vehicle. You didn't know what you no, were getting. Not yet. true. Yeah. Anyway, good for you, dude. Got a GMC. It's lit. Congratulations, man. And it's lit. Yeah. I wish. Heated I wish you seeds, the best. In just heat really, in general. Really do, truly. Just heat in general. Of all the lemons you've had, you're the one guy <laughs> I know that deserves to have a good truck mm. for a couple of years, man. See what you get into next, but. <laughs> I'm pumped for you. All right. Um, go ahead, Joey, with your the worst. My worst is Cal. Um, no, Cal and I just did this trip to Louisiana and Arkansas, and we stopped in Kansas for a little bit. Wow. What? Wow. I know where this is going. So, yeah. wow is what I'm So, saying. I just got this brand new truck. It's gorgeous. Leather seats, the whole thing. The interior is amazing, mm-hmm. right? Huge screen in it. Amazing. And now I have a reputation for having badly kept Well, and, and not caring about other people's stuff that much either sometimes. Mm. And like treat, being more like, you, I don't care about it, so <coughs> why would you type of deal? So when I get this new truck, I decide in my head, okay, I'm going to keep this one really nice. Like really nice. And so we take this trip. And I have an entire truck bed open, minus like a couple guns, a couple cases of ammo, box, you know, a can of diesel, everything, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. We have so much room in the back. 
and Cal decides to put so much shit on my back seat that can easily go in the topper. And I'm like, hey, man, put in the back. And now we're arguing as to why I should go in the back. Yeah. So now I I'm thought thinking, he was kidding at first. So now I'm thinking, okay, you give me all this shit for treating my stuff like shit. And the second that I want to treat it nice, yeah. you're arguing with me about it. Right. You're the worst. You were cut the audio. <laughs> How crazy is that? You're the worst. No, hey, here's the thing. Um, actually, which button is it? The boo box. No, I, I'm gonna put you no, in the boo box. You're in the fucking no, boo I'm box. No, I'm not here. actually. Now hey, I'm man, gonna tell you why. You treat your stuff like shit. Now you don't want to treat it like shit. Yeah, I'm gonna treat it like shit for you. Here's the deal, though. Boo box. My <laughs> bag and boots cleaner than like one of your t-shirts. No, it's yeah, not. dude. So like when I put my bag, my clean bag with all my nice shit in it, and my perfectly clean boots which you were like yeah, what do you do with those here's what i do do with them every time i come home dirty boots spray them off set them on concrete to dry out they're clean bag they're in clean okay i don't i keep my shit nice sorry i just mute sorry i just muted you you know because what I, you're saying I keep my shit nice it's worthless so, yeah, and yeah. i don't this now care. I, well here's the thing because like i think you're making it out like i put like some fucking dirty waiter bag right in the back seat doesn't your matter truck. brand new truck going on a road trip for three thousand miles or yeah, whatever it was 35, some 35 you're gonna put your shit where i want you to put your shit in my truck yeah no this is good this so is you good. write that down take it to the bank and guess what the boo box. No, you're, no, you're in the boo box. That's, that's where you're at. at man. No. I'm going to put boo scorpions box. on you in the boo box. You're in the boo box. You can't boo box me with you. I'm you dragging you in. Rights. I'm dragging you in that bitch. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Over the cleanest shit that's ever been on your backseat. Yark. Sea turtle. Yark, bud. <laughs> no, I get I'm fucking. It's fine, man. I'll kill you. Um, so that's my good. worst. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I bet you do like yeah. that. No, I love it. That's good. I will. I will keep it in mind as I place the cleanest shit I own. No, it's, in it's the just very more bed of, of your dirty ass fucking truck. It's just a more of a, a brand new topper that has never seen materials yet. Right. It'll the be diesel okay. cans, some shit back there that has never fucking. been opened. Oh, do we not remember the incident of Nathaniel's jersey? Do we that, have that to? Was, that was do Rob's to, doing. Do we have to go back in time to the diesel incident of 04? That was gas. <laughs> it, it was diesel. It was no. It was gas. Hundred percent. Either way, it was for the snowmobile. So fucking funny, dude. And, and all Nathaniel, I could think of. And Nathaniel just came to the office and he ran into Rob, and Rob brought that up. Yeah. Oh my god! And to That's hear so Nathaniel good. tell that story, like in his words, because I've yeah. heard me and Rob talk about it a thousand times. Yeah. But like to hear Nathaniel say it was just incredible. He had a brand new jersey from Germany or whatever his dad bought him, and he had his bag in the back. Like as we're going out to our cabin, we're gonna go snowmobile, and one of the the gas cans fell over into Nathaniel's bag. Yeah, and he just freaked the fuck out. And oh, we're like dude. in like sixth grade, seventh grade. <laughs> Bro, a fucking can of gas dumped out into this dude's weekend bag, bro. <laughs> like, I understand how much that sucks, dude. Oh, like, for sure. But throw in the wash. So fucking funny, though. <laughs> so funny. Dude, he, he overreacted so hard. He cried. Oh, he was crying. He locked himself in a bathroom, bro. You remember that? Yeah, we were like, what, 13, though. Yeah, no, and we like were this young. It was his prized possession. Probably. I know we were but young, but I remember just like life. 
come on. <laughs> you know, bro, like, it'll be okay. A can of gas <laughs> dumped out in this dude's bag, bro. That is the worst, actually. But in my defense, how secure was that diesel can? I didn't even look. Bro, I had a bungee around. I had Honestly, two bungees around that For bitch. all the room you said we had in the back of that truck. It was a lot. Um... There was none. And by the time we pounded everything back in there, the that diesel fuck? can was so tucked up in that corner, fucking nuzzled by shit. It wasn't going anywhere whether by you strapped cords. it down or not. By bungee cords. And people's bags. And my fucking boots at the end. Yeah, that's another thing. When we go on a trip, Cal can't bring one bag. You know, he has to bring a waiter bag. He has to bring his clothing bag. He has to bring his hunting clothing bag. And God knows, oh, a bag for boots? Get out of here. Put it in one yeah, bag no, and be done with it. No, no. And you had a backpack. That's how you know I'm clean you and organized, You had five bro. fucking bags. That's how you know I'm clean and organized. Five bags. Bro, too you, much. I think you had that many bags, too. The difference is you have, like, a trash bag over here with some stuff. You have your big bag with all your shit. Then you have, like, a a bag of grocery, like, a grocery bag with, like, your gloves and hat in it. And then... You know, like you have that too. It's just different. Yeah, it's just not as mine much. looks. Mine just looks nice. It's just and not yours as much. Is like, you just like forget about yours because you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll grab that quick, and it's like in a grocery bag, and then you're like, oh, I gotta grab that, and then it's a garbage <coughs> bag. Speaking of forgetting, um, while we were on our trip, we hunted how many times? Six times. Six times. How many times did you bring your calls? One time. Okay. So now, if we're talking about forgetting, yeah, king. Yeah, King. Oh, I wasn't talking about forgetting. <laughs> you said I was I saying, forget it I was over saying here. you forgot. <laughs> you forgot over there. You forgot over here. That's how you acquired Dude, we five go, bags. We go hunting. How many things do you need hunting? A bag. Yeah. Right. Filled calls. with all your shit. Calls. Yeah. Shotgun gone. shells. And shells are in the bag. You know. Well, so like yeah, shells. four things. They don't have to be in the bag. If you and you forgot them. one of four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that said. Now that said. Now that said though. Said, and you forgot a gun strap. For hanging on trees. Yeah, but I would have been fine either way. Like, that was helpful that you had the extra one, but, like, oh, I would have yeah. been all right. Big help. Um, Big help. Also, hey. though, who's the only guy that pooped while we were hunting? Oh, I'll, I'll poop every day. And? And I was okay. And you borrowed? Well, you had them, so I borrowed them. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. <coughs> uh, so we, we, we went hunting. We full about different and things. And I pooped every day we were hunting. Yes. In waders. And you've gotten way more sanitary. Congratulations. <laughs> I am proud of you for that, actually. <laughs> Even though I have to give lend me, you the give wipes, me a, give me I'm a roll, proud to lend them to you. Give me a roll of toilet paper, and I'll be okay. Because guess what? I'm a human being, mm -hmm. and I know how to and not you, get you're poop. fine with poop. I know how to not get poop on my hands right. when I'm wiping my ass. Yeah. I don't need... You ever wipe your I ass don't need a wet wipe. through the toilet paper? Then no. Like, no, no. You ever I wipe your it. ass? Folded toilet paper, of course. Then you smell your finger. You ever done that? Yeah. And yeah, yours and smells like poop? Everyone smells like poop. No, mine doesn't. So you don't your poop don't stink. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I know how to wipe myself to where my hands don't touch poop. Same, mine don't touch poop either. But my hands don't smell like poop after I've been done wiping. They could though. You probably just don't <laughs> smell them. I'm just trying to say. I'm just trying to say you can't. You can't guarantee that you're totally clean. I'm pretty sure it's a human Look, thing no, that after just, you wipe. You smell your hands. I just it's just natural. You, I just told you that I'm proud of you for caring about sanitizing your hand. 
I and the rest of the world appreciate it. I think next week my worst dude is actually going to be if you do poop or piss and <laughs> don't clean your hands. I think that is going to be my worst. <sighs> that is the worst type of people. You're you're literally just saying to the rest of the world, don't don't care if you get sick off my poop. <laughs> don't care. It's wild. No, and that's why you've made major leaps and bounds in this department. So you should be proud, man. I'm proud of you. Bro. I'll carry don't, wipes for you Don't forever. even fucking get me started. If I need a drink out of your water bottle, yeah. my lips aren't touching it. I'm waterfalling it every right. single time. Because you don't want to get so, me sick with no, your sickness. No, I don't want to get sick off of what you have. Oh, I'm clean. My lips aren't touching that shit. Right, my, I'm clean, bud. So I'm worried about my sanitation. Anyone who's met both of us wouldn't be if they were drinking out of my water. They would be if they were drinking out of your water. <laughs> All right, no, no, no. What we're, the fuck ever? All right, we're the amount of beer that goes in my mouth on a hunting trip. Scary. I don't think yeah. that we have to worry about germs in my no, mouth. No, we do, though. We do. <laughs> we do. We do. Jesus Christ. Not as much anymore, maybe. Give us our, last, give okay, us our hey, last fucking segment. Here. Last segment. All right, let's do it. Just the tip. Just the tip is back, everybody, and it is also brought to you by Millis Flowers Merchandise slash Shop It. Got a few things left. Check it out. God, Joey, do you have a I tip? Went f- I went first last time. You go first this time. You're springing it on me, but... Springing it on you. I have a sheet. I wrote all my stuff out. I prepared for this podcast. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I did not prepare because I have a life. No, you you, know? you have you did less, <laughs> way less today <laughs> than me. So much less. I've been sick, bro. Don't test me. <laughs> Don't fucking test me. Roya, Roya comes home. Why are the dog like she thought you didn't move for the day, like, dude? I'm telling you, I no, didn't I love move. it. Okay, so your tip. Oh, you're not ready. I am ready. You no, want me to go? Give it up. Go ahead. Okay. My tip of the week, just the tip. Um, leave extra time for important events. Okay, and. I'm going to tell you a personal story Good. of multiple situations that have occurred this year. I'm a busy guy. Unlike Joey, don't have as much time to be, you know, just thinking about all these things. Successful, you know. I got a lot of stuff going on. Handsome. And um, you're talking about me. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> I've been to a couple weddings this year where I'm really rolling up. It's kind of it's kind of crunch time. Like I shouldn't I shouldn't actually be pulling up at that time. I feel really badly about it. It happened twice this year. Um, twice on occasion where I had to wait for the bride to walk down the aisle. Oh, we've all sneak been there. In. Yeah. And and the thing is, if you haven't been there, it's a bad feeling when everyone watches the bride, then they turn around and then you have to be the one that like rustles into the back really quietly as much as you can. But everyone knows you just fucking walked in. So anyway, my tip is busy guy. Don't, yeah. Do what I did, do what I say, not what I do, and leave yourself some extra time so that you're not me at these weddings rolling in and getting yelled at. Because this situation that just occurred is I came running at the wedding, like I was running to get to the wedding. I was going to make it. And outside, this guy was the security guard, quote unquote, I believe, wearing a suit. And he was like, where are you going? And I'm going to the view, which is where I was going for this wedding. And he was like... It's not over there. As I'm like running t- towards this entrance, I'm like, what the fuck? So I run back around and he's like, you can't go down there right now. Like, this guy's getting pissed at me. 
Right. All right. Well, he's and doing his job. He well, he was, but I would have made it if he let me go. But he held me and made me stand outside of this place awkwardly after he had just yelled at me. And now I'm like, you know, I don't fucking want to talk to this guy. Now I got to stand here, just me and him waiting for the people to walk down the aisle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, point is just the tip. Leave yourself some extra time. Don't there's be certain, late. There are certain events. Don't be late. That you can be late to. And there are certain events, less of them, that you really just shouldn't be late to. If you care about somebody's wedding, either show up for the reception or be early enough that you don't fuck this up. So That's profound. My bad. So profound. Thank you. I don't think anyone's ever told me not to be late to something. So I really appreciate that. Well, you wouldn't have known if I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, now. Wow, I'm not going to lie. That melted some brain cells here. It <laughs> took five minutes to tell people not to be late. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's... One of something crazy, actually. What? I was, I was on time tonight for the podcast. Dude, you were. Yeah. You were fucking on time. Yeah. I, I looked at your location, this. and I'm like, it's 620, and he's in St. Michael. Holy shit. He's going to get here on time. I was very surprised. I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. Pumped for you. I learned what not to do mostly from you. So <laughs> that's appreciate good. that. That's good. Appreciate that. Uh, you're just the tip. Thank you. Um, dude, there was something about this year where when you get to a hunt and the amount of people that are just so profoundly unprepared, like, you know me, Cal. I'll walk up there with a fucking plastic bag with my shit in it. Yeah. You One know? of the five in the truck. Right. But, like, I'm good. You know, like, I'm not like, hey, can I... You're thirsty. I'm thirsty. Yeah, hungry. So I'm thirsty, a little hungry, but mm-hmm. I got my nicotine, shells, calls, gun. I'm good to go. The amount of people that I had to jimmy rig a fucking plug into their gun this year... Really? Was unbelievable. Unreal. It was mainly clients. I was going to say, I didn't see you do it once. And like, and I find after the third person this year, I'm like, damn, why don't you have a plug in your gun? You know, because I'm just baffled. Like you're, you're a waterfowl hunter, right? And then what all of them said after the third one, because there was like three, there was like seven of them Mm -hmm. this year that I Jimmy rigged a plug into their gun. Where you find a stick, shove it in there. Right. You know, and you have to like test to see how many shells you can put in there. Right. Break it off. Yep. And uh, they're all pheasant hunters. Right. You can have five shells in your gun for pheasant hunting. Mm. And I'm just like, damn. Damn, dude. So it's like, it's so simple. But like, especially when I'm like, I'm about to go snow goose hunting, right? Normal waterfall season is done. I'm about to put a plug or a, a tube on my gun so I can run nine or eight shells through it. And I'm not going to think about it again until August. You know, <laughs> like it, my gun isn't going to change. And so my thing is, is like, just do an actual checklist on your shit. Oh, I don't have my state duck stamp. Oh, I don't have my federal duck stamp. Oh, I didn't know I needed to have it in person. It's like, dude, if we get checked and you don't have something, we're going to get checked like thoroughly and someone will get a ticket. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just go through the checklist. Especially, especially 
mm. if you're a pheasant hunter. No, oh, I thought you were going to fuck. I thought you were going to shit on me. No, no, no. Especially if you're a pheasant hunter. I could talk about like proximity to houses and like knowing which state based on what. You know, there's a lot of different right, things right, that play right, into right, it. Right. But yeah, um, if you are doing something that you don't do all the time, you should you should really look into what you need to do to do that legally. Well, and honestly, if if you're like going on a guided hunt, like ask your guide, hey, this is a new state. I've never hunted here before. What do I need to know? This is what I do in my state. Mm. Yep. What do I need to do different? The guys will tell you, I promise, because they really don't want <laughs> you to fuck up. Yeah. They want you to have fun. Give them a tip. You know, and be and legal. If, if you're getting a ticket, you're losing more money that's not going to their tip. Right. So. Yeah, and just, like, fucking them also. Like, ruining their hunt and their their time, too. So, yeah, anyway... That was a good tip, actually. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. You. Um, good job on the fly. Next week, you'll write it all down, and we'll be good to go. Probably not, but... Gonna have to start, but it'll be okay. No, we are gonna get more uh, structure on this podcast, because I really like what you did this week. I think it I think it was just a great podcast yeah. because of that. So, but, um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Wow. That, was loud, as loud. that was loud as shit. Might be. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to check out all of our sponsors that we listed earlier in the episode. And uh, I'll see you next week at NWTF. Come and say hi. You won't see me. You will see Joey. Thanks, guys. Check us out on our other channels, by the way. YouTube. Got a great new video coming out. It's probably out. It'll be out by the time this podcast is out. So go check that out. Our Montana Ducky. Shit, I just said out so many fucking times. Out, 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 out. Dude. Go check out our new YouTube video, guys. It's fucking lit. Yeah. It's really good. Check it out. All right.